Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Ponytan. Ponyta. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined, as always, by my co host, Infielnape. Infielnape. Yeah. Like Infernape. Infernape. Look what I'm working with with that last name. I Not think it's too pretty bad. Good. Not too You've bad. You've done worse. I'll say this now, bug catchers. I didn't generate these <laughs> nicknames. Tanner was coming in by the seat of his pants, and I had to come up with them on the fly. Yeah, Josh is taking the wheel this week because I was busy with work. And we are joined for the first time, and hopefully not the last, by our old friend, Dr. Lavatar. <laughs> La- Lavartar. Lavartar. What's that thing called? Dr. Lava. Hey, fellas. No, not Dr. Lava. Uh, well, Larvatar. It's so weird to hear this without the the intro music over it. It sounds so devoid of, of charm and personality. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. This this is us. The raw us is totally devoid of charm and personality. So you're about to get the uh, oh. the firsthand experience. It sounds like shit until until we work our magic on it. I really like those episodes with uh, with uh, Jack Shepard and and Josh when oh, yeah. he's like, we do this thing called vibe check. Oh yeah. And Josh is like, oh that 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 sounds neat. He's like, well, there's going to be music over it, which will sound cool, cooler than it does to you right now. We're so kind of what we're experiencing right now. That's a segment I invented, by the way. These two stole that entire premise. That entire episode with those two was an affront. Vibe Check inspired the Respete uh, stinger. Because I was like, oh, that's cool where you like talk over it. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Dr. Lava, but I've listened to all the episodes. It's a good new one. I, have, I don't remember the Respete stinger, but I'll, I'll look out for it. If you're lucky, you'll get a Respete today. Ooh. If you play your cards right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Lava, welcome to the show. You are a god among the Pokemon internet space. You're our friend, and you're also someone who people respect, unlike us. We're the degenerates. You're the adult in the room. You're the authority. You're the expert. We're going to be leaning on you a lot. It's 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 lava take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a real pleasure to be here. You know, I love I love y'all's podcast. I listen every Tuesday. I tell my wife, it's Tuesday, so you you can't count on me to help take care of the baby tonight cuz I'm I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to play a video game and listen to the the pod. What time does our show come out in China, where you live. I don't know if any of, of your fans or ours knows that. Oh, yeah. I think it's like 7 p.m. on Tuesday uh, Tuesday nights here. Prime time. Yeah, prime time. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah. It's a weird record for us because Josh and I generally record on Tuesday evenings at like 7 p.m. It is a Friday evening mm-hmm. at 10.30 p.m. because, uh, Dr. Lava, you do live in China. We're dealing with 13 hours. Is that right? <laughs> You're 13 hours ahead? 12 I hours? so. 13 hours, yep. Yeah. It's been a wild uh, ride coordinating this between the time zone and your recently becoming a father. But we finally made it happen. Here we are talking to Dr. Lava himself, our benefactor, our, our patron, someone who's supported our entire little podcast through its entire run. And you distinctly as a Professor Magma at one point. Yeah. Who's your benefactor? Yeah, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know, Bug Catchers, I don't know if you put that together, but uh, that's a, that's Dr. A little, Lava uh, was act- secretly Professor Magma. Big reveal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really looking forward all season to hear the final battle with Tanner Hughes and that team against Josh. It's like, come on, get it, man. And it's just like, he just gets destroyed. And I was like, in China, they would say, <laughs> I lost face. And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, oh, no. This Gen 2 season team. Season 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you. There was some uh, behind-the-scenes dealings that I don't know if I ever really addressed on the show, but Doctor Lava helped uh, coach me, helped me uh, figure out the best team I could build during season two when I was uh, when I was Fjallstan. Well, I didn't do too much. I mean, you know, not enough to like really like take responsibility for the loss. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> definitely, yeah, distancing yourself. Yeah, smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lava, you have a prolific and popular YouTube channel. You have a prolific and popular Twitter account where you kind of do deep dives into the minutia of Pokemon. You are great at kind of unearthing some of the um, the sacred tomes of Pokemon and, and digging into the lore and the, um, the code of all of the games to, to find all the weird shit that all of us missed in, in all of these... Uh, Pokemon games 
and you've been a valuable resource for us these last yeah three and a half seasons oh i'm glad i could do that one of the few people who can keep us in check with our like just making shit up basically <laughs> like oh wait no i saw a dr lava tweet that disproves whatever <laughs> yeah, weird rant exactly. i was about to go on <laughs> well i i should point out because i know some people will actually know my limitations uh and to be like he's taking credit no, i you know i i wouldn't know the first i didn't finish high school so i wouldn't know the first thing about rooting around and internal data and all that like mostly i just someone else will contact me like, look what i found um, I do. I don't speak Japanese either, so I, I pay other people to translate uh, stuff into Japanese, and um, I will hunt down the magazines um, and pay for the stuff that I can't do myself. But yeah, I don't want anyone thinking I'm like, uh, uh, what is that guy in Sword? That maybe Swordfish? Where he's no, like you are. You're Hugh Jackman and Swordfish. Yeah, I'm Hugh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I'm like spinning around with like four computers at once, like just like <laughs> hacking away and just like, oh yeah, you have been an, an invaluable resource to us you've been an invaluable resource to a number of pokemon fans yeah and thank you so much for coming on our silly little show it's a pleasure i've been wanting to do this for a long time it's a real treat it's the only podcast i mean i know probably everyone says that but yours is the only podcast i listen to guys and um although i do Thanks. feel like i am contributing to the problem selfishly because as much as i love being here i also every time i turn on the podcast and there's a there's a guest oh no like i want my unfiltered josh and tanner like now it's <laughs> it's diluted like 30 percent with someone else yeah, personality. yeah. i want raw you gotta deal with someone else tanner and, josh. and so i've i've if i was if i had any dignity i would have i would have you know bowed out and just let this be an unfiltered Josh and Tanner episode. But I'm selfish, so I didn't do that. Well, you know, it's 10.30 on a Friday, so I'm sure we're going to end up a little unhinged by the end of this. Yeah, we'll be wild, boys. So you'll get it. But also, we're not here to talk about <laughs> a Pokemon game. Right. We're here to just hang with you, talk about some Pokemon lore, get your insight on some Pokemon stuff. So, And we're not even going to battle you. That's the, that's the other part about uh, having guests on, is they always generally crush us in the battles and embarrass us and we're not battling you in pokemon tonight although we could i guess we should you're feeling, set that up yeah you're feeling horny <laughs> i was really wanting to uh do a battle like either for coliseum or xd i think that i think that ship has sailed unfortunately it'd be kind of weird for the listeners to be like what's from like a season ago <laughs> no, so. no 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 well you've played a few of the games along with us you I know think. what i would absolutely be down for even if it is selfish it would make no sense in context of the show it would be a pokemon tcg game on game boy game oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. i will i will pokemon tcg game game boy game use. is there any way that the three of us could connect is there a portal for that that game I'm sure there's a, a portal because there was like 15 years ago when I was actually playing it back on like AOL 2.0. So I'm sure <laughs> there's a way to do it now. And I would love to introduce you to a little card called Jungle Scyther. <laughs> I would love that too. That sounds like uh, exotic and exciting. Isn't that the one, Tanner, you ended up using a fair amount too? Or is that a different one? Jungle That's like Scyther? The, it's, it's completely foreign. It's got me. the swords dance and then slash. slash. And it's like three colorless for slash and oh, one maybe. colorless for swords yeah, dance. Yeah, that does sound And then familiar. swords dance doubles it. Is that the same one, Lava? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That does sound familiar. Tanner, you kind of you figured out like independently that that one was good. I wasn't using that one. Yeah, I I kind of went for these heavy hitters. He was all about that haymaker. And Josh, I don't know what Josh was doing. He had these like wild evolution decks. Like, I was making it up. Polyrath and Blastoise and Vileplume <laughs> and Victory Bell all in the same deck. It's like a million evolutions, and and yeah. then Tanner rolls in with these like haymakers, and it's like, yeah, that's how you actually play. Yeah, of course, I, mean, I was... had to get super competitive against like. <laughs> Larry the swimmer or whatever in order to win. I got really obsessed with that uh Nido Queen deck too with the oh, uh boyfriends. Yeah. Boyfriends <laughs> I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was that was on brand. That was pretty good. I, I did like that. But Scyther is still better. Yeah. Best Pokemon, by the way. Scyther? Yeah, Scyther's the best Pokemon. Is that Lobby's sweetie? Are we going to say that now? Uh, I don't know. He's too cool to be a sweetie. You admire that one the most, but it's not your sweetie necessarily. Yeah. Scyther gets me randy, as Tanner would say. Um, but I wouldn't say, he's a, I wouldn't say he's a sweetie. He's too cool. He's, you know, he's, he's hotter than he is cute. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's true. true. He could get it, yeah. I got to say, though, in this gen, we're currently playing through Pokemon Platinum. Scyther has appeared in Pokemon Platinum, and I realize now in the full, like, 16-bit Splendor, how small Scyther is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think from Pokemon Snap, I had this impression that he was, like, a giant, like, bigger than a man. But he's, like, what? sort of the size of, like, a toddler. What? Actually, let me, let me look up his... Full height, I just looked it up, is uh, 4 foot 11. <laughs> he's pretty okay. tiny. But yeah. I actually thought in Colosseum and XD, he looks shorter because he's always, like, crouched. But in Snap, in Snap, he's huge. Yeah, because he's always and flying. And you think, like, oh, this is, like, a big, mean man, but it's like a toddler. Are toddlers almost five feet tall? No, 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 but, like... You would know more than... Both of you would know more than me, but... <laughs> he's all, like, hunched over, and I'm, I was never yeah. quite sure how the Pokemon heights work like is that because he's always hunched over so is that from like if you used a, a measuring stick on his normal hunched over thing is that like yeah where are we measuring like if you stretched him out and then that's his height and the whole Pokemon measurement height system never really made sense right. to me but uh, how do you feel about Sizor he's cool but not as cool as Scyther because Scyther's the coolest so I mean, you can't beat that <laughs> I think that's true You were saying before we began recording tonight that despite your bona fides as the foremost Pokemon expert in the world, you've not played every Pokemon game. I have not. I have not played Gen 7 at all. Um, there's been a few games, you know, I mean, I haven't played like all three. I didn't play um, like Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, but I did play every generation except I didn't play Gen 7 at all, and I haven't played... Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire either because at the time I was on this like three year bender in, in China mostly in like a North Korean bar just playing foosball and getting trashed till dawn um, <laughs> what a life so you live I, I was just like out of it's where I met my wife actually but um, uh, <laughs> sounds like a yeah, sitcom so we got a sitcom in the making here right. how I met my wife North Korean bar yeah on foosball benders I would watch that so, I mean, I got so good at foosball. Foosball is so... Anyway, we want to talk about foosball. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was out of video games for three years while I was on that massive bender. And so I missed those two installments. My wife did get me a 3DS for Christmas this year, but then she also gave birth to a baby later the same day. And so it was kind <laughs> of... It was. It put a little bit of a damper on the, on the, on the Christmas <laughs> present, and I have not gotten to actually play any 3DS uh, in the last two months, um, a bit selfish, not great timing on her part, but she did give it to me. So, you know, I guess we're, I gotta know. say, man, when my son was born, I had a few months off of work cause I was the primary caregiver. That was some of my best video gaming time. Cause those, the little kids, the little ones, they are always sleeping. Yeah. I did some, I beat, uh, I finally beat Mario plus rabbits yesterday. Hundred percent of it. Mm, took me three and a half <laughs> oh, years, wow. but I finally did it yesterday while, while <laughs> baby was sleeping. That's exciting. And when they become two, which is how old my son is, they require constant attention and you can't ever play video games ever. You keep buying them and you keep downloading them. Just bought Bravely Default 2. Excited to play it. Have no idea when I'm going to get around to playing it. But <laughs> That's what I always mesmerize by is that you have more games and then often are still out leveling me, but have a lot more going on. Oh, I I'm never play impressed. them. I never play them. You just have them. I buy them, and I'm excited to play them, but then I just never play them. It's like a security blanket. Because uh, what I you have to do You just want to make sure is, they don't run out. What I have to do instead is constantly grind at Pokemon to have the uh, the honed edge against you, Joshua. Yeah. And it still doesn't work out. You still kick my ass every <laughs> week. <laughs> so, Bugcatchers, this episode is coming out in between HeartGold, SoulSilver, and Platinum. But the day that we're recording on is... Pokemon Presents Sinnoh Remakes 25. day. So I feel like we should talk about Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and uh, and Pokemon Legends a little bit. Yeah. Legends in particular, because I think we've really confronted this in the Platinum season, was like the mythology, especially when I was growing up, always seemed really cool. But the more that we get like into it, this is so complex. It's always been complex to me, man. <laughs> like, God exists and he's a Pokemon? Huh? Yeah. What? I presume Legends will be a series and they will use it. It will be like 
Pokemon Legends Arceus, there will be like a Mewtwo one, there will be a Deoxys, whatever. You think this is going to be the, the lore series? Yeah, that's what I think, but maybe it's more what I hope, and that they will start like sorting out what the hell is going on with like the origin myths of Pokemon in general. You know, we've talked about the conspiracies of like, that there was a great war, and that's why there aren't guns, because they all got banned, and that's why like all the fathers are dead and shit. We're not going to see a great war, certainly not. You know, no uh, World action. War Two Pokemon oh, God, game. I would love that. Do you guys remember that um, the Call of Duty game? Use that, like, Latius as a you bomber. Could, uh, you could like do Normandy Beach. You remember that? Like in like '98, there was like some Call of Duty game where it was like, yeah, fight through Normandy Beach. I would love that in the Pokemon universe. You're like a dad in the Great War, but you've got some Pokemon down there, and you've you. got a. a an artillery just like firing off artillery rounds. Hell yeah. You've just got like all these like Mr. Mimes in their boats like coming up on the beach and like run, running up and then there's just like Gyarados hyper beaming them all like, to death. Shoveling their intestines back into their into their torsos. Right. Yeah, what did what did you think of the Sinnoh reveals in general, I guess? Yeah, I was watching it live and uh, like the brilliant diamond shining pearl one came on and it was like first it shows it on the ds and it was like this is what it looked like 15 years ago it's like white flash and it's like and this is what it looks like in 2021 and i was just my initial reaction was just like that's not different enough like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't you don't like the the like weird little like chibi art style chibi? of it uh, well uh, first let me say like i know like I feel like if you say anything negative, people say that you're a hater because they're so burnt out on all the sword and shield hate. And if you go the other way, then then you're a shill. I'm just going to just try and separate <laughs> myself from that and just be like, as a Pokemon fan who I don't really consider myself either one of those things, but people have been like hyping up Gen 4 remakes for years. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whether you like the art style or not, like this is not hype. Like this is not blowing anyone's minds. Like, right. Whoa. Like it looks upscaled from what it looked like on the DS 15 years ago. Right. I feel like Omega Ruby and, and Alpha Sapphire did such a good job of this. It was a bigger leap. It wasn't just upscaled. It wasn't just like reintroducing the game and having like improved new graphics, but like all these cool new mechanics and new like areas and like all this kind of stuff. So I think, I, I don't know, maybe maybe a lot of that stuff remains to be seen. All we got was like a tiny yeah, little... could be preview but i do agree with you there i also think that like the Sinnoh fandom at this point was like so ravenous for it to happen it was becoming like a joke that they would never even remake any of the Sinnoh games and so then i think like the hype was so high that like i, I mean how could they win yeah i think they did i'll tell you how they won josh they went all in on Sinnoh. it's all Sinnoh all yeah, the time yeah, now. that's true that's true <laughs> they were like Here's an extremely underwhelming game, and then here's one that's super ambitious, possibly biting off more than we can chew, but we are going to try. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad they're doing it. I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy. Uh, it does look very ambitious. Uh, who knows how big it actually is, if it's more of like a Pokemon Snap type of uh, size, but with sort of like a Breath of the Wild... Uh, you know, open world type thing. Right. Or, or if it actually is going to be like a full gym, uh, game where they're actually going to have like gyms or I don't even know because, you know, they didn't show us very much. It's prehistory, you know? So it's like there are no gyms. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's the excuse they're going to use. To me, it seems sort of like Sword and Shield was them first experimenting with any kind of open world element with the wild areas. And then Legends is like a sandbox mode. But like, I don't think it's going to be a big world and then i think they'll use that in order to inform like the next like gen 9 is what i would predict will fully go open world i hope so i hope yeah i mean it's, it seems weird to me that they revealed these like very faithful uh remakes of diamond and pearl that look you know almost exactly the same and then they're like but that's late 2021 but in early 2022 we're gonna do this really ambitious awesome yeah. Sinnoh game yeah people watching this are just gonna be like well then i'm just gonna get that one like <laughs> right it's because they know that everyone is gonna get both yeah including all three of us yeah i mean I'm, i probably will get both but it just seems so weird to announce them at the same time that they're both Sinnoh 
and uh, it just it seems like an unusual business yeah move it felt targeted in a weird way it was like we're all in on Sinnoh, and it's like why why Sinnoh? like i it, sure i don't care like it's fine but like why are we making this all about Sinnoh? you know and also like it's not really all about Sinnoh because like the three starters for legends is Rowlett, who's from gen seven yeah, and, and Cyndaquil from Gen 2 and uh, Oshawott from Gen 5. Which is, which is like, strange just confounding. Mix, but it's cool that they're mixing them. I I feel like they like they took a poll and they're like, who are the most popular starters? And it was like, well, our poll said Cyndaquil, Rowlett, and Oshawott. So that's where, what we're going to go with. By the way, did you see that Pokemon company? Sorry, this is kind of on topic. The Pokemon company for the 25th anniversary did a poll for the top 30 Pokemon. And um, it got like a million votes or whatever. Yeah. And do you know who was number one? Pikachu. The number one most popular. Pikachu was like number like twelve or something. Is it gonna be Charmander? <laughs> Who's number one? It was Deadin. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> who? Yeah, exactly. De- I was like Deadin. Deadin is like like. What's the word you're saying? Dead. You know, I'm, I'm like you guys. I mispronounced all the Pokemon. It's names, so that's probably wrong. Deadin. Is it that like? Is it that creepy? It's Pikachu? like French spelling. <laughs> It's like the 10th Pikachu clone. Someone tell me how to spell this Pokemon name so I can look it up. D-E-D-E-N-N-E. Deden. 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 What the fuck? This is what I'm looking at? You're telling me, Lava. (laughs) Dr. Lava, you're telling me, I just Googled the word Deden. That's number one. And what I'm looking at is, (laughs) it's sort of like Raichu. Eight inches tall. (laughs) It's sort of like Raichu. It's sort of like Pikachu, except worse. Then both yeah, of those Pokemon. Both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when I saw that, it's one, got I was the like, coloring of a Raichu. Okay, they're not it's even got the trying. Cuteness of a they're not even Pikachu. Trying with a Pikachu this is anymore. number one. Yeah, this thing sucks. It's not even the best Pikachu clone. Like Amolga is way better than that one, and it's just like, how did this beat the original Pikachu? Not to mention the better clone. <laughs> it made no sense. The whole list. The whole list was baffling. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Maybe I should have pulled it up. But it was like like Magnemite was way up there. What? What? Just Pokemon. <laughs> Magnemite? Magnemite? One of the worst Pokemon Magnemite? imaginable. Yeah. What? The whole list was just like it must have been hackers. I like I don't know what's going on here. This list is absolute horseshit. There's that cool like sad ghost Pikachu who's like a sock puppet Pikachu. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's way better than this. Did 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 den did dene? Did dene? This thing sucks. Oh my god! What a bad what a bad idea! Everyone who voted in that poll, is it a joke? Did you guys all do that as a joke? It's like when Mountain Dew did that poll like a decade ago, and they were trying to ask people to come up with a new Mountain Dew flavor, and then it was like oh, Hitler Josh, was good. Joshua, that was like two decades ago. Now. No, it wasn't. That <laughs> happened when we were up. No, it didn't. I missed that news story. Oh, my God. Y'all just, whoa. You always reference that as the place that we both yeah, worked together once that. upon a time. That's, it's going to be bleeped. Oh, it's going to be bleeped. Uh, the place that we worked. <laughs> You've d- We've said it. We've said it in some random episode. I don't think so. Because I always suspected it was it was that company. And then now you just finally just confirmed it. You don't even have access to that company over in China. so Somehow I managed. <laughs> Joshua. Dr. Lava, I would like to hear about all of the games that you, Dr. Lava, have played along with Yeah, in our three and a half seasons so far. Well, I, After I this discovered break. it. <laughs> you did it to him. I got you. Wow. You got him. I got you. You got me. <laughs> I got you, Dr. Lava. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Dr. Lava, I have to apologize. You got me. Before the break, I got you. <laughs> we all get got. Ensnared you in a Josh trap where I asked you a question just to, just to lead in a break. But I am actually curious 
have you been playing along with us? How many of these games have you played? Did you bother with the GameCube games? I discovered y'all about halfway into the first season. So I didn't I didn't play along that and then I didn't play along with Gen 2. Oh, you played along with Gen 2 as a benefactor. You coached along oh, with yeah. Gen 2. Yeah. And you have to take responsibility for that. Or was the Pokemon TCG? I guess that was after Gen 1, wasn't it? No, no, no. Snap was after Gen 1. Yeah, it was after Gen 2. Yeah, I played through. I, like, I'll take any excuse to play Pokemon TCG game on Game Boy game again. Like, yeah. I played that many times. I love that game. It's been probably 15 years. Hell of a game. Uh, it's so simple. Like The entire game takes place within like 10 rooms, basically. <laughs> but somehow it manages to be just... Really good. It's it's only got like the first three expansions. In fact, I got so into it, I ended up going and playing uh, like a fan translation of the Japan only sequel, which I'd never played before. That's right. I just played that on on emulator. How was that? It was really good. So it's like it includes the whole first game. So it's like you go back to like TCG Island. Great name, by the way. Straightforward. You go back to TCG Island, but it's been like corrupted by these villains. And so it's like. You play through the whole island as it's corrupted, and then it gets uncorrupted, and you can play it all again, or you can leave that for later and go to a second island. You take, like, a zeppelin to a whole other island where there's, like, a casino, and it's basically, a, like, a, about the same size as the original island, and you play through all that, and then you can go back and do the uncorrupted TCG island, basically the same as the first game. So it's, like, it's basically, like, triple the size of the game. Wow. It's got more cards. What gen was that? Like, what gen of Game Boy was that on? Was it also color? I think it came out, like, a year or maybe two after um, the original. But it's really good. Sounds good. Why were they I so... Love to play Like, that. why were they capable of doing so much more on that cartridge than... Than 10 rooms? The TCG cartridge. <laughs> how could they fit, you know, 20 rooms in the sequel? <laughs> it's similar to how they did uh, Gold and Silver, though. Like, they have the whole new game, and then they have some element of oh, but Joshua, the first game as that, well. I mean, it's dilapidated. <laughs> it was a joke. They're in a uh, recession. It's like the same but... thing, but if Kanto was, if Kanto was like twice as dense as, as it was in Red and Blue, so it's not just like a half-assed version of, of, you know, the first game. It's like a beefed-up version of the first game plus a whole different game. Oh, it's so good. I do think Trading Card Game was probably my favorite of the... Uh, interstitial i think so too man what a good game that was yeah scorcher bring that back pokemon company come on i did some of the nuzlocke fire red leaf green with y'all oh Um, i got about (laughs) oh yeah i think i got to erica but i just wasn't feeling it you know i really like the idea of a a more challenging pokemon game but i really like catching them all like that's what i really enjoy about the game some people really like uh i don't know the competitive element or someone the other day told me like they only play pokemon for the story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that person which is, is a maniac. Which is laughable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's they're that like, ruin maniac, yeah. They're like, I don't really care if the games are challenging because I just play it for the story. I was like, look, dude, I'm a Pokemon fan, and I don't want to sound like a dick, but like Pokemon games have like the most basic, uninteresting story. They were talking about Sword and Shield uh, in this particular instance. I was like, dude, Sword and Shield has no story. Like, what are you talking about? But anyway... Uh, again, I don't want to sound like it. Like Not hater, only that, but... but it's like always an extrapolation of like the first game. Like the story is roughly always the beats are all some there. new evil syndicate that's trying to steal Pokemon from everyone. And then like they want to dominate the world somehow. There's going to be a town that has a big department store. You're definitely going to end up yeah. in something like the Safari Zone. Yeah, playing for the story is like, will, will he end up becoming the champion and beat the Elite Four? It's like, that's that's <laughs> right. that's like the entire story. It's like, well, obviously, yes, well, he Well, it took will. Ash 20 years. Yeah, it did. What about these, uh, what about the GameCube games, Lava? Did you play Coliseum and XD? Yeah, I did. I never played Coliseum or XD. And um, I think I listened to like, the first two episodes of y'all's Coliseum show, and I was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I played it. I loved Coliseum. I think I'm going to have to say it's my favorite 3d pokemon games they're so really good, good pretty they? good right yeah it's way better than i expected and um yeah the music just the whole vibe i think one of y'all or both y'all said that it was had kind of like a final fantasy 7 yeah. uh, vibe to it and i yeah totally agree especially the under and all that like yeah it was just really good i didn't even miss like not being able to catch pokemon because just the whole vibe was just cool like it weirdly makes the pokemon feel even more special 
like and sacred because you can't catch them all. Like every Pokemon that you get the opportunity to catch, it's like even when it's something shitty, you know, it's like, well, I don't care that it's shitty because like I have this one opportunity to catch this like shadow Pokemon. So I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna I'm gonna appreciate it, you know? I know y'all y'all gave up on this, but I did catch all forty eight shadow Pokemon and then well, we had to live had, our lives. Like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh I was under the impression that if I beat Battle Tower, I would get Ho-Oh and thus have 100% completed the game. And I was like, all right, let's do this. So I just grinded that for like three days straight, basically. It, was, it wasn't even fun. It was just like battle, 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 battle for <laughs> like three days. Chore. This is not fun, but it'll get me my 100%. And then like I beat it, and they're like, here's like a thousand Pokemon coupons. Get 200 more, and you can buy Ice Beam in the store. And I was like, what? What? Wait, so you still do not I've have... I've heard that's a ho-ho Because when I, when I play games, I try not to use any outside help, no online guides. I don't go to Bulbapedia or anything, because I just, like... It just takes the fun out of it for me. So I try to do it just completely blind. But after I did that and I didn't get my ho-ho, I was just like, what the hell? So I did. I went on, like, Bulbapedia or whatever, and it was like, oh, no, you've got to beat Battle Tower in, like, battle mode or something. Yeah. Like, basically the same thing, but just in a different mode. What? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh. So I get basically nothing for beating it in the campaign but if i like exit out and do the all 100 floors on the battle mode then i get a hoe i was like oh fuck that noise so did you do I it just, you did it didn't you oh, no, no 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 <laughs> 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 gotta draw the line somewhere i was already like just like my gut was hurting just from having just done it in campaign for three days. I was just like, this wasn't even fun, <laughs> but I did it. And then I was like, oh, I didn't get anything. Like, oh, just now do it in battle mode now. Anyway, so really enjoyed that. And just like I had with playing TCG2, I was all, you know, I was boned up. And so I was like, yeah, let's do XD. And fortunately, <laughs> y'all were doing XD. And I enjoyed it. Um, I like Coliseum better, actually. Even though there's more content, yeah. there's more, there's twice as many Pokemon. <laughs> but all paper. of Coliseum—that's where I ended up. I think all of Coliseum is essentially in XD, though. So, like, if you enjoy Coliseum, you'll enjoy XD because it's all there. I liked XD more growing up when I played it the first time, but when I went back, I like Coliseum better too. Wow. Like, it's just like the straight shit. Like XD adds all this crap that like I don't care about. That, like, I think loses the narrative of, like, the Poke spots in particular, like, really rub me the wrong way. There's, like, you don't do the Coliseums, really. The Coliseums are yeah. basically not there. Completely optional. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, like, you essentially do not have to do a single one in XD. And then you're, like, a 12-year-old kid instead of, like, a 17-year-old badass. And it was, like, that's an obvious downgrade. The art style did take a big hit yeah. in XD. Weirdly. Yeah, not only are you a little kid, but it's like somehow like the whole game, scene, the, the vibe kind of flows from that. Everything's a little bit more like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's like gritty as like Coliseum. Instead, it's a little bit more like, I don't know, like a traditional Pokemon game, which is fine. But I enjoyed the kind of breath of fresh air of the gritty Coliseum that going into XD, like I thought it was supposed to be like the grittiest Pokemon game, Gale of Darkness. Right, right. Uh, right. Shadow Lugia is like kidnapping boat loads of people and then like dumping them in the desert and i was like oh <laughs> hell yeah like this would be even darker and grittier than coliseum but it was just like do 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 yeah and um i enjoyed it but i thought coliseum just was like really unique for the series and um yeah i, I enjoyed it more but i could see why someone would like xd better because it does have more content Twice as many Pokemon, twice as many locations. Let me ask you, so you are a fan of a lot of the interstitial games. I am, yeah. That we've played. <laughs> Let me ask you about the, the real... I know where you're going with this. The real key game that Josh and I absolutely hated <laughs> called Pokemon Mystery is, yeah. Dungeon. How do you yeah, feel yeah. about that game? I've never played it. I never played any of the Mystery Dungeon games. You were, you were very helpful in translating... Um, not Not translating between languages but translating between emotions <laughs> our relationship with the pokemon series translator nabogasawara yeah, yeah who was quite upset with us he liked us and then we went too far with mystery dungeon <laughs> i guess i guess so he uh yeah because i only follow like 30 people on twitter and so like when one person likes another person i follow his posts like it's very easy to see and so like i noticed that like, nob was like liking some of y'all's tweets and then suddenly blocked us 
I pointed out, I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like Nabogasawara has been like digging on your stuff. And you're like, oh, cool. And then I don't know who I was talking to, Josh or Tanner. And you're like, what? what? We're, he's blocked us. <laughs> I gave him a follow and then he blocked us. And I was like, I didn't even say anything other than yeah. what we say on this. So I was, <laughs> I, you're like, why did he block? Like maybe it was a mistake. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, uh, did you block the experience share guys? And he's like, yeah, they were talking shit about mystery dungeon all right you never played a roguelike you just don't get it just like I, he was he yeah he took personal offense to y'all not liking it and uh I had to nah, the game like, sucks bud look they're they're irreverent it's they're, not your fault Nob. yeah yeah it's just yeah Nob didn't make the game but uh he he didn't care for your negativity and um, we're so positive about all these damn games Nob. i was just saying last <laughs> season that when i was looking up the uh old chateau Outside in Eterna Forest, that remember, yeah. he translated that, and then he made the joke with the old gato. Hell of a joke! Old cake. That's a good, good one. Hell of a joke. I don't even get the joke, so I know it must be clever. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, a so bad had, pun, and that's what I, I had like. to promise him that y'all would start liking Mystery Dungeon from now on, and he was like, "Fine." He's like, "We won't." I think we're just not going to touch them, those anymore. But I don't want to. I don't want to hear from them. I don't want to hear their voices. I don't want to see them. I will unblock them. <laughs> Like, fair that's enough. fair that's totally fair fair enough yeah. well while we're on the topic yeah knowing you probably can't reveal your sources you can't really say who the names are maybe all my sources I don't, I don't have any secrets i've noticed you've had in the past week a couple of weeks you've like uh on your instagram you talked about like the french translator like it seems like you've interacted with a lot of the translators and i'm kind of curious like what is that like what's what's like the biggest personality most interesting one you've you've met if you could say. Uh, well, I've talked to the Italian translator, Elena Fogazzaro, one of the two from Gen 1. Um, and uh, I forget his name, actually. One of the guys from, because there's like a million people who started working. Once Knob left, start, they start having like half a dozen people on each game. I actually forget the guy from Gen 5. Mostly I just, the Knob, the guy who did the first 26 games in English, and then Julian Bartikoff, who did uh, Gen 1 and 2 in French. And... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the most, um, I don't know, in my mind, kind of the most in, in, important translators. Uh, and Julian Bartikoff in particular. I love Knob, but and especially since I speak English, I don't, I don't speak French. But Julian Bartikoff is a real character. Um, I think I told Josh the other day that yeah. he said something about Julian, and I was like, that dude is nuts. Like, we were talking about Predator a while back, and he was like, oh, yeah, that movie is just like... Oh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, that movie is like a like a metaphor for AIDS, and all the guns are just like <laughs> phallic symbols. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? It's just like it's, it's like yeah, you Americans don't get it, but uh, you're from Arkansas, so like the nuance what? is lost on you. But like in France, everyone it's knows it's an American it's just a big, movie. <laughs> in France, everyone knows it's just a big AIDS allegory. I was like, dude, I really think you're overthinking Predator. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and his buddies like shoot at. Was the alien. AIDS epidemic that? bad in france i don't know no I, way I, was it worse than here like what i don't know I feel like he's he's taking a lot of liberties with that analysis and also giving predator a lot of credit lot that of there would credit. be like a metaphor involved sure yeah yeah sure sure I don't know if you're, according I don't know to the missing this Tanner. french They're translator always. of the pokemon games and i i'm not here to alienate us against another <laughs> alienate. good pokemon translator you know now, Julian Bartikoff is, yeah, he's he's awesome. Sounds like a but, uh, smart guy. He sounds like a thoughtful about, guy. He's wrong about Predator. Seems sassy. I like that. You've played a lot of Pokemon games. I have. All of them, except Gen 7. Right. And Oris. Yep. What is, uh, what's your favorite? Uh, I think... Lava's, Lava's favorite. Lavi's favy. Lobby's yeah, baby. Lobby's baby. I'd have to say Heart Gold Soul Silver is probably my ooh, favorite. It's been about. Ooh, ooh, we're about ooh. to get into that. Not just marketing for our next season. Yeah. yeah you, to <laughs> listeners, they slipped me 10 bucks to say that to hype up the next season. <laughs> we're going to put it right on the uh, the uh, album art for the podcast. Is like Dr. Lava's favorite. Sounds good to me. Lava, you've made me a little horny for the idea that, like, last remake, Fire Red and. Um, leaf green we did a nuzlocke run which is the tried and true pokemon challenge but you said you don't like nuzlocke runs because you like to collect all the pokemon and that got me that got my wheel spinning a little bit 
Joshua, this is directed at you. Uh-huh. What if our goal in Uh-oh. Soul Silver Heart Gold is to collect them all? Oh my God. It's the Dr. Lava challenge. Yeah, I, I have this little thing. I don't know, it's just kind of my own personal little thing where I like to collect them all, catch them all. It's this yeah. little idea I came up with where it's like <laughs> you catch all the Pokemon and you like fill up the Pokedex. No yeah. way. It's, uh, I'm hoping it'll catch on. You did, you did like a whole song about it, like catch them, catch them, gotta catch them all. <laughs> gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Yeah, that's my idea. That's where you made your money in the 90s. I'm yeah. just saying, instead of a Nuzlocke, why don't we do a... Why don't we do a Dr. Lava challenge and just try to catch them all? Uh, That's uh, what's well, going to be. You're going to have to put a lot in a lot more hours because I, 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 I can't think that's exactly, the main but issue. I think there's you know how many hours I put in that fucking Nuzlocke run. Did you have to put in extra, extra <laughs> hours? Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty brutal. Tanner had like a slaughterhouse going over there. Yeah. <laughs> Where I fell off was I tried to follow you guys in to doing saffron before um oh my god before uh fuchsia fuchsia yeah i tried to follow your dangerous road and i it's a meat grinder yeah i think i lost like i lost my starter and like a couple other pokemon i was like "Mm, fuck this (laughs) yeah that's what i was saying too i usually do fuchsia first i feel like it's a more gentle like i think that's meant to be done intro because poison is so easy to kill losing my starter in that gen was it was an inflection moment for me. It was like, oh, should I keep going or should I just stop podcasting entirely? Because like, and the show's done. Losing Tom York, my Charmeleon, <laughs> yeah. that season was like, okay, I, I have no will to live. You know, that was rough. It's like losing a a child. Wow. But I persevered. I might play that through with you guys. I'm I'm, I'm decided, especially with this new baby. It- might not be able to do it, but it's really good. Heart Gold Soul Silver. It has been about ten years since I played it, but as I remember it, it was Ooh. the best. I would love for you to play it, Lava, so that we can uh, we can battle. Then you could battle us. Yeah, yeah. I'll just play it on emulator on my computer, and I'll just like tell my wife that I'm working. I'm like I can't take care of the baby right now because I'm I'm, I'm I'm working. I'm working. On my computer, and I'm like yeah. secretly I'm like grinding the elite. That's four, work like, again and again and again. That's work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> We're burning the midnight oil. We're running low on time. We've got a million more questions to ask you, Lava, but there are a few really super important ones that we have to get out of the way first before we part ways. Yes. Yes. The primary one being, in my opinion, and Josh may disagree, what is your most you-make-me-barf Pokemon of the week or of all time? What can you not stand looking at? What's the Pokemon that you find the most heinous, the most nasty, the most barf-worthy? I know some people are not going to like this because it's actually a starter Pokemon. And so I know we do it every week, man. You got to just yeah. steer into okay. it. People yeah. don't always have to a... like what you had to say. Yeah. I'll stop being a coward. Blaziken. Blaziken is hideous. Yes. What a yes. heinous <laughs> shithole Pokemon that is with his little feet. Look at my feet. That's what he says. <laughs> he's just like. He, I love Tanner's uh, Blaziken voice. <laughs> This one time, I'm from Arkansas originally, and they have this thing every year called River Fest, which is just like you go get drunk by the river, and they have some like they have like LL Cool J. Sounds like a fucking party. It's my kind of fest. Yeah, it's just like you know you like do mushrooms, you go to the river, and like LL Cool J comes, and like he sings some shit from like the '90s, and people are like I can't believe they got LL Cool J. And it's like 2013 or whatever. How 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 do you manage to stay in China? Dr. Lava, when you know that the Arkansas River <laughs> Fest is beckoning you back home. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's, uh, well, I've, I've got a warrant out for my arrest back in America. <laughs> for some Specifically for some River Fest related incident. Some River Fest stuff. Yeah. And so it's fortunately the choice was made for me. Yeah. It's hard to stay away, but I don't really have a choice. Um, but there was, yeah, there's one year they had, I've forgotten his name, but they had this like, funk musician from the 70s come out who had these like bell bottoms on um and he was like disappearing behind like backstage like every four to five minutes i can only assume to do another line of coke and uh he he had these bell bottoms his like long blonde hair and it it, like every time i see blaziken i just think of that dude 
just this long-haired, bell-bottom-wearing weirdo. And that creates a negative sentiment for you and not positive sentiment. Interesting. Believe it or not, yeah, that's a negative. That's a negative. <laughs> the association with Anthony Kiedis doesn't help either. <laughs> Smooth it over. Anthony Kiedis. Is that one of the... Because my... Uh, I, I name mine... Yeah. Tony Kiedis. And tell us. <laughs> you, you might know him better as Tony Kiedis. Sorry. Tell us, Lava. How, oh, Tony Kiedis. Yes, penetration of depth of the Red Hot Chili Peppers in China. <laughs> Have they made it big over there? Do you know? I hadn't thought about Red Hot Chili Peppers in like a decade until y'all brought it okay, up. Okay, so that's a pretty clear indication that they have not really penetrated the China market yet. Yet. People really love that scar tissue song. Like, every time I go to a Chinese <laughs> bar, people are just, like, karaoke scar tissue. But other yeah. than that, like, zero penetration. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you had an you make me bar Pokemon. I'm sure Josh has some kind of iffy... What the hell does that ineffectual follow up about some kind of Pokemon that you think is cute and you love? But I'm I'm uninterested, so I'll let Josh I'll let Josh take the wheel. Well, you've discussed Scyther, who is very cool, and we all agree on that. But if you were getting like you know you were like opening up your raw emotional self, yeah, who would you say is the very your id? Yeah, like you look at this thing and you're like, I'm in love. Yeah, who's Lavi, sweetie? Man, uh. Oh, you were you were unprepared for this question. Look at you. I was, You're on your back foot. Uh, you sent yeah. You sent me this. Oh, wow. Before the show, and I was like, I had an answer for everything except you knew I, it was, I was coming. Like, I'll, I'll make it up on the spot. But now, um, <laughs> all right, the cutest, the one like if I could actually have one is like a pet. Uh, God, what a good way to frame that. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. Because you know, Joshy Sweetie is based originally on the fact that I call uh, Bobby and I both. To be fair. Call our cat Winston the sweetie baby. Just Winston? You have two cats. Yeah, but Winnie's the sweetie. Okay. Sure. You know that, Tanner. You've said that, basically. POTUS is standoffish. POTUS has, like, a concerned look all the time. I mean, yeah. how could he not? I guess... How could he not? I guess I'm going to have to say dead end. No, you, fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here. Fuck you. No, I don't know. Maybe Clefairy. Give or us something. a real answer. You like the squished Raichu? <laughs> Roadkill Raichu. I guess it would be. I guess it would be Clefairy. That's like a admirable answer. I'm a little bit of a Gen Oneer at heart. It's respectable. Yeah. Respectable. A little bit. Not too much. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I do have more of an emotional connection with the ones that I grew up with. So, Who's got anything bad to say about Clefairy? I can't think Wait, of something. Let me think about Clefairy for a second. Is that the one with the egg? No, that's Chansey. Okay. Oh, thank God. I was going to say, I do have something bad to say about Clefairy, but I don't. I have something bad to say about Chansey. I even like, I think I like Clefable better, but I like both. We had a discussion about this, Joshua, and Lavi, you would know better than anyone. Clefairy was bound to be the series mascot of pokemon oh yeah we should definitely talk to you about the original gen at some point right pokemon pink i think you uncovered this partially as well i didn't uncover it there was at one point it said on wikipedia on the pokemon yellow wikipedia page it said that like i had discovered pokemon pink or something humble brag at all um (laughs) no it was like it leaked on 4chan along with a bunch of the other pokemon leaks over the years and i just like i made a tweet about it i was like look what just leaked and people like oh my god dr lava discovered it it's like "Mm, not really that's journalism (laughs) lava that's journalism you don't give yourself enough credit something happens on the internet and then i tweet about it it's just like well dr lava did it single-handedly that's it people's entire careers you're describing unfortunately that's some truth in that Um, it's like how they say that tanner discovered that all these pokemon are so sexy (laughs) yeah he did well also lava let me let me just really quickly super quickly interstitial (laughs) thoughts on low punny sexy unsexy (laughs) uh redacted my wife is in the next room No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. See no it. comment. I don't see it at no all. comment. Respectable. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, don't get it. I don't approve of it. And he's winking. He's winking so big. <laughs> yeah. And so wildly. He's Doctor Lava, not Doctor yeah. Footstep. You know. I would not smash. Yeah. So Pokemon Pink, Clefairy, <laughs> this fabled proto Pokemon. Well, you know, people 
often say that Clefairy was originally supposed to be the mascot, not Pikachu. We said that. So it was the star of the original Pocket Monsters manga. Right. Manga. Um, mispronounce everything. Thank you. A lot of the Pokemon models in that manga were um, off model because they just didn't have like proper reference sheets. So I think that was more a decision of, of the manga people, not necessarily like a remnant of anything to do with the games uh, as far as Clefairy is supposed to be the mascot. You know, Pikachu was chosen to be the mascot after the fact just because it got popular. Um, I haven't seen any kind of like a smoking gun uh, to suggest that Clefairy was once supposed to kind of have the Pikachu position, um, any kind of quote or anything. But there was that, uh, yeah, and that leak, um, Pokemon Yellow's source code that included a lot of kind of like references to Pokemon Pink, mm-hmm. presumably as like um, a paired release to come along with it. And since Pokemon Yellow was the one that was made more like the anime with Pikachu, the assumption, and, you know, take it with a grain of salt, is that uh, Pink probably would have had Clefairy and maybe would have focused more on on the manga, whereas uh, Yellow was on the anime, and that you would have Clefairy and that it would have kind of some of the small details that would be more like like the manga. There's only so many Pokemon that it could really be that would be pink. I mean, it could be Jigglypuff. It's possible, but right. very unlikely. When I saw that, it made sense to me just because, like, Clefairy is a major player in Mount Moon. Like, Mount Moon is basically designed around mm. Clefairy. Right. They got their little dance. They got the Moonstones. Like, that actually kind of made sense to me. I also just feel like Clefairy, of all the, like, little pink Pokemon, is the most reasonable or like the most appealing i don't know like jigglypuff is sort of weird and and inaccessible and like chancy sucks because of the egg stuff yeah i mean there's, <laughs> there's no way it would have been it eats its own it would have young been pokemon pink starring chancy that makes yeah no sound so clefairy makes sense to me i i think clefairy is like a, a super solid choice for a hero pokemon and also a super solid choice for a lavi sweetie yeah. Forgot. Yeah, that's what got us down this road. Good choice. Joshua, we're running quickly running out of time, but you're the one who prepped all the questions, and I want to make sure that you ask any questions yeah. that you're dying to ask of Dr. Lava before you have to go. I think like my favorite question would be to ask. You've seen more than any of us, like Professor Oak is the foremost authority of Pokemon in the games. You're like the foremost authority of Pokemon in the real world, wow. as far yeah, as I'm maybe concerned. Maybe it, but... Of the things that you've seen, like what's uh, of either canned Pokemon features or games, what's the one that you like wish would actually have been greenlit? Oh, yes. Is it a lost Pokemon or like a cut mechanic? Either any or both. All. I'll do one of each, I guess. Uh, I think probably my favorite lost Pokemon. Everyone says Katora, the little like gerbil tiger thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the like electric cat. I like Norowara, the um, the straw. Yeah. It's like a little straw doll with a nail through it. Oh yeah, the like kind of voodoo yeah, doll. It's like a, yeah, it's oh like yeah. A voodoo doll, but made of straw. And then it evolves into a Jiangshur panda. I don't know if you're familiar with Jiangshur, but it's like no. the Chinese version of a uh, vampire. But they're all pandas? No, they're not pandas. They're like Chinese zombies, but there's only just one at a time. If you hold your breath, they can't see you. That's like Doctor Who. And if you want to kill them, if you want to kill them, you just like write a certain like Chinese character on like a sticky note and put it on their forehead. So they're really easily dealt with. Um, pretty lame. As far as oh, and the Pokemon has a little like note. post-it yeah. note on its belly. He does, yeah. It's cool. I like it. That's good. I have seen that. It yeah, a cool one. And something that's interesting is that it seems ex- extremely likely that the move Curse, which has a nail, yeah, goes like into the Pokemon, was meant as uh, Norowara's mm-hmm. kind of like signature move since he has a nail going through him. Um, he got cut probably for being too creepy or occult or whatever. Um, but the move curse still made it into the game. So I yeah, I think that's probably the most interesting lost Pokemon. That's a cool um, one. As far as like cut mechanic, in the original 1990 pitch, Game Freak did to, um, you know, like Ken Sugimori and Satoshi Tajiri went to Nintendo in 1990 and had like a document with their idea for Pokemon seeking funding basically which is approved uh-huh. and in that original document um their idea it, it, it's like a page describes like what the real world will look like 
you know, five years from now after Pokemon is finished. So, like, them imagining the future, like, after their game becomes a big success. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they say that there's going to be over 200 monsters. Of course, there's 150 in the end um, called Capsule Monsters. And right. so you can catch most Pokemon, but some Pokemon are unobtainable because they're just enemies. Oh. And they can't be brought over, like, onto your team. Like a monster that you would just fight. But they're like, yeah, they're so wild right. that you can't even tame them. And and interesting. And there's other Pokemon that you never even encounter. Kind of like, I know you haven't gotten to Gen Five yet, but like the original Dragon, um, and Mew Mew was originally supposed to be like that. Mew wasn't supposed to be in the game. It was just supposed to be re- referred to like in the lore, like the original Dragon in Gen Five. Oh, interesting. And they were gonna call these Pokemon that you could that were in the game, but you couldn't actually catch. They're gonna call them illusory Pokemon. And also, the only way that you could there was supposed to be a charisma stat in the game, and you had to raise your charisma to catch Pokemon. So it's like, oh, my charisma's not high enough to get this totally badass Pokemon, so now I've got a deal. I can only get, like, these kind of weaker ones until I'm, like, charismatic enough. It's like the happiness mechanic, but even even worse. I like that. <laughs> right. But uh, So just that whole concept of, like, of illusory Pokemon... Um, I mean, I, I think it would piss people off nowadays. They're like, there's a Pokemon I can't catch. But I think it's pretty cool that this illusory Pokemon concept. Um, Gotta say. You know, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. As a Pokemon newbie, there are a number of Pokemon I can't catch. Right. Illusory Pokemon, as far as I'm concerned, exist. It's most of them. I'm never catching a Mew. Never catching any of these legendary uh, beasts from Gen 4, like... Uh, the centipede monster, Giratina, <laughs> Giratina, or the other two. I like how you still refer to yourself as a noob, despite the fact you've had this podcast R- rigorously playing like every, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for like two years straight. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm a noob. I've just been playing it like 70 uh, something every day episodes. for the last 700 yeah. days. Yeah. What an interesting dive into the lore of Pokemon. Dr. Lava. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Joshua, before we depart, I want to make sure that there's not any super pressing questions you want to ask. I mean, I feel like we could just keep hanging yeah. forever, but, you know, we're we're almost at midnight over here on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess I should say, like, you know, Dr. Lava, if you have any pressing oh, questions sure. for yeah, us, yeah, you can yeah. ask. Let's flip it around. One final question. Yeah. What was that company that y'all used to both work at together? <laughs> Yeah, it was a New York review of books. Yeah, very prestigious, uh, very elite. I did want to ask, you know, I know this is like a controversial question, but y'all you, y'all steer into the controversies. That's right. Because once, once you commit to one, then everyone's just going to call you a, a hater of the others. What has been y'all's favorite generation that you've played so far? Or favorite game, I guess, because that include interstitials. What... What what was y'all's favorite mainline game you've played so far? And separately, what was y'all's favorite spinoff? Josh, we might have the same answers. We might. Do you want to say on the count of three what your favorite mainline game was? <laughs> like now or now, historically? Now, now, now. In the, we should in the say now. run that we've done so far. Yeah. You ready to say it? One, two, three. Gen 2. Platinum. What was that, Josh? I'm feeling like it's platinum for me right now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Historically, my favorite is Crystal. I think it's gold and silver for me, so far. I think that Heart Gold Soul Silver will probably bring it back, Doctor Lava. Like as you're saying, I just think that I haven't played, and I, I haven't, other than, um, I mean, honestly, other than Yellow and Crystal, I hadn't played any of the like third games, other than Platinum, until now. So. Platinum feels like a There's cheat. There's a bias to me. there, but like I just feel like that was kind of a pinnacle. Yeah. Of like those first four. Platinum is great, but it does feel like a cheat because it's like it's honed, you know, like it, it is not one of the the original like dual gen games. Yeah, if it's if it's main two, I, I guess I might have misinterpreted that. If it is main two, then it's definitely silver. Yeah. I love Gen Two. Yeah. Favorite side game, Josh, count of three. One, two, three. Trading, trading card game. game yeah oh easily easily just a uh romping good time and it sounds like you agree lava i do yeah uh well actually it's, it's hard to pick between coliseum and tcg but tcg is it's you know as i get older it's like i seem to have a more appreciation for smaller games more 
condensed games and um yeah i think they, they were both pretty condensed but uh, tcg is just um yeah I mean, you just jump right in and you have like one tutorial battle and then you're just you're just in you can go to like any gym and fight anyone and yeah it's it's a great game Love it, it captures so well the like spirit of like collection you know like i i also like coliseum a lot but like coliseum like yeah. goes the other way with the whole like catch them all kind of thing where it's like your pool is a lot more don't, limited. Don't catch very many of them. You know? Gotta catch 48 of them. <laughs> yeah. Or not. You don't really have to. It's like a good RPG, but it, like I'm not totally sure it's a great Pokemon game. Whereas like TCG is like, it's classic Pokemon, you know? Like, yeah. It's just got it all. By catchers, and maybe Dr. Lava, maybe you listened to it too. But when Tanner was on hiatus, I did the proper like trading card game online with my friend mike levine i was tempted to jump in um and i was like it's good but like it's not the same like the trading card game game boy version the storyline is good like it sets you up to like actually learn how the mechanics work and then like now the online version which i presume is like the the physical version as well it's just like this gx ex it's like every it's like every modern like card game like hearthstone or or magic the gathering where it's like totally inaccessible to new to new yeah and i stopped playing players you know hearthstone for the same reason i know someday y'all are gonna get to much like tanner has with babysitter's club you're just gonna like run out of material you're gonna get through sword and shield and the gen 4 remakes and you're just like well what do we do now when you get to that point i look forward to that because that means y'all are gonna be so hard up for material you're gonna have to pull on stuff like the fan translation of Pokemon TCG2. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Have a great time. That'll be first up. We've been saving that shit for the Patreon, but uh, the inevitable Patreon. But I'm I'm looking forward to the weird yeah. fan translation shit. I look forward to that. For I, sure. I I do wonder what do you all have like an end game, uh, a post game, no podcast plan. Like once you get done with Gen Eight, you're just like I think we're both kind of around plan. We're both thinking of that as like a million years away and not something we have to consider yet. Yeah. Well, there's a million spinoffs, so. We're just trying to make this thing into such a success that we don't have to do our uh, day jobs anymore (laughs) because right now that's what's limiting us from playing more games. I think what we'll do is we'll pivot (laughs) into the more popular and more beloved series and more prolific series, Digimon. Digimon? Yeah. (laughs) Right. With even sexier uh, <laughs> creatures, those uh, angels. Hachi, machi. We must go. It is <laughs> midnight here in the states. I'm sure it's whatever 11 a.m. in in China, and now you have to face the entire day having had uh, half of a thermos of vodka, <laughs> Doctor Lava. But thank you so much for joining us. This has been such an interesting deep dive into the lore of pokemon and the lore of the dr lava youtube channel and um twitter handle yeah as i said at the top of the episode such a key player in our podcast and such a uh big and influential early fan of our show and we we thank you so much for all of your support big fan thanks for coming on so fun thanks for having me um and we hope this is not the last time we hope that in the future yes we can battle you let's battle maybe we'll have you on for a, a genuine guest spot on a genuine babysitter's club game episode oh oh game episode yeah you want to come on babysitter's club too you can come on that one too if you want i've only read like four or five of the books uh, (laughs) that's four or five more than most people (laughs) wow more than me um thank you again for joining us (laughs) dr lava my name as always has been pony tan aka tanner green ring and i'm joined as always by my co-host in Fjellnape, that's good. AKA Joshua Fjellstead, and we are joined this week by Dr. Larvatar, AKA Dr. Lava. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. And Dr. Lava, where can our listeners find you if they have not already found you somehow? My Twitter is the best place, at Dr. Lava YT. Whitey? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this never occurred to me yet. Yeah, Dr. Lava Whitey. Yep. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's me 
Dr. Lava, <laughs> the letters YT for YouTube. And he's also got a excellent YouTube channel. It's dead channel. I haven't made a video in over a year. It's it's dead as hell. Um, I do write for, I do write well, videos whatever. for. Well, whatever. It's still, it's still great. Uh, thanks. It's history. Always lives. I, I yeah. do write for Did You Know Gaming nowadays. So that's, that's my, my YouTube thing nowadays. Cause yeah, I gave up my own, on my own channel. Oh yeah, that's right. Did You Know Gaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much. Again, Dr. Lava for joining us. Thank you for joining me, Joshua Fjellstead. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and do follow it everywhere that you follow podcasts. And do follow us, in addition to Dr. Lava, on social media at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. That's it. We will see you for Heart Gold and Soul Silver next week. Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Remains to be seen whether or not we're going to do a Nuzlocke or this new and exciting (laughs) Dr. Lava Challenge where we catch them all. Catch them all. Oh, my God. Will that be a nightmare? Probably. Yeah. Will it be more of a nightmare than Nuzlocke? Probably. I still think so, yeah. (laughs) Are we going to do it anyway? Who knows? Probably. (laughs) We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Everything's up in the air right now. Everything is chaos. We're living in a world that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. In a universe that doesn't care about us. So <laughs> let's just keep hurtling at 99.999% the speed of light yeah. through the cosmos until we finally collide gloriously with whatever comes next. Editor's note. We looked into the lava challenge, aka catching them all, and it could take up to 300 or more hours and we have a lot of other pokemon games to play so we will not be doing that perhaps we'll figure out a way of catching them all in some other way in the future so we will be doing a nuzlocke with some sassy new rules and you can find those this week on our social channels at exp share pod and we'll see you in johto dr lava joshua Thank you for joining me tonight. Good. Bye. Smell you later.